0: again to another edition of Woman to Woman. We are so glad that you're joining us today. And again, we have a very exciting program for you. Um, and we're just looking forward to the things that we're going to discuss today. And we know they're going to be a blessing to you. So today I have with me a young lady who has been um, a member of Word of Faith for over 30, I'm just say over 35 years, so y'all won't be trying to guess her age. Uh, <laughs> Um, but she's been a, a longtime member of Word of Faith. Um, she is an anointed woman of God. She has, um, be, um, actually she's now on staff with Word of Faith as a staff minister. She has her first book out, um, and I'm going to let her talk a little bit about that, but I want you to welcome with me, Minister Latanya Jackson.
1: Hi. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. How this is such an honor and privilege. I am blessed to be here. I've learned so much here at Word of Faith, and um, I'm just excited about all that God has in store for me here, and I'm going to continue to follow his leading. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: So she's a mother of two, Mm -hmm. and she's a grandmother of of one for now. Uh, Yes. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it, it it makes us, you know, even... Talking about our grandchildren make us agree with Jesse Deplanis when, when uh, he says that grandchildren are God's reward to us for not killing our kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know my, uh, my son-in-law said to us the other day, he said, I'm used, I'm used to being ignored when the grandkids are around. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. It's like... Where's where's my baby? Where's uh-huh. my grandbaby? Yes.
0: Yeah, we forget their names and everything. Mm-hmm. We just want want the kids. <laughs> yes,
1: definitely. <laughs> Grandchildren are such a blessing, and it's like I tell my I tell my daughter all the time. I said, "You had her, but that's my child."
0: <laughs> yes. So yes, definitely a reward. Um, or as Hebrew says that, uh, that uh, we have our uh, re- re- rewards. Yes. So They're re rewards. They are. And uh, they are definitely. You no, know, i think i could set up for that yes that's the only reward i want so yes, yes. <laughs> uh but that of course we know that God, god won't set up for that he just goes overboard with everything as far as we're concerned and i am grateful yes because sometimes when I, a lot of times he blesses us with things we didn't even know we wanted that's
1: so. true that's so true
0: um so it's just a blessing and and I'll, of course those grandkids come in mm-hmm. as one of the things that we had no idea what we were missing
1: no idea no idea i didn't know that my heart could hold so much love mm-hmm. because i think about her all the time and now she's old enough she texts me and she'll just say <laughs> a message nana i just love you so much and my heart just melts and it just makes my day better it's just yeah. such a wonderful reward yeah, yeah. it
0: makes us uh, after they say something like that you just listen and see you know, because I have some grandkids that will sit me up and say, you know, especially with their grandpa, they can sit with their papa, they can mm-hmm. sit and say that. And then out of their mouth, the next thing is something that they want. <laughs> yes. But then I have some that won't. They don't say anything about anything they want. They just mm-hmm. want to express how much they love us. So, yeah. you know, because they're at the place where, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> You're to get whatever you want. That's true. Um, yeah. And I guess the older ones already know they're going to get whatever they want, so they just cut off. Yes. <laughs> Cut on all the other stuff and just say, "Okay, I that's need right. this." That's right.
1: Yeah, you know, I love you. This is what I want, Nana Papa. <laughs> yeah, that's so true.
0: Yeah, so it's it's, it's wonderful to have um, have grandchildren in your life.
1: It really is. It's such so a So you have life. if
0: you're not if you don't have any grandchildren yet, you have something to look forward to. Yes, truly a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 So um, I wanted Latanya just to talk a little bit bit about herself, her her, her book. Um, okay. Her company, uh, that she started, okay. And then we're gonna talk. A, we're gonna answer a question before we get to the where that where I want to go from there because her her favorite scripture is also my favorite mm. scripture, and uh, so we're gonna we figured I figured we better answer some questions before we get to that. Yeah. So, uh, matter of fact, let's just answer a question first. Okay.
2: Let's do that. After I went through a divorce, I had a very close friend tell me that she knew my ex-husband and I shouldn't have been together because he wasn't ready. She also said that someone else said something similar. I found this to be really strange because this was of no benefit to the previous marriage or our friendship. I didn't ask her for her opinion prior to marrying or after. Later, she walked away from our friendship without explanation. Even when I asked why, She offered no explanation at all. I'm not hurt behind any of it. Admittedly, I was a bit confused for a while, though. I asked for her forgiveness for anything that I have done or said. She never responded. Unlike a lot of people, I've been through quite a bit of heartache for one reason or another and betrayal. So, to some degree, I've toughened up. My heart hasn't hardened. I'm just wiser. What do you think of the aforementioned situation, if anything?
0: Well, first of all, I would tell you that don't be surprised if she shows up with your ex-husband. I agree with you, there was no reason to have said what she said after you had been divorced. Um, And then she constantly, from that very point, began to pull away. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she was involved with him while you were married. Uh, Prepare yourself, and don't let it bother you. Just be aware that that's a big possibility. Um, possibility doesn't mean it, it is totally, poss- I'm totally uh, true that it happened, but it is. A poss- I want you to be prepared for that so that uh, you can prepare yourself so that it still won't bother bother you. you toughened up and your heart won't get hardened. You will not allow your ex-husband or anyone he that he has possibly cheated with you with to control your life or to have anything to do with what, where you are now. Second, the other thing I would like to address is for uh, you, any of you, now I don't know if this friend stood up with you for your wedding or whatever, but one of the things that we are supposed to do as a person that is asked to be a part of a wedding is if you're not in, in agreement with that wedding, then you should tell that person in advance and let them either explain to you that all your concerns they're aware of and whatever or that they can say, Well I don't no longer want you in your marriage. You have no business standing up with somebody when you think they're doing the wrong thing. Uh, so um, you know and so that was some things that you just that just happens. It's part of life is that, uh, but I don't understand either, I agree with you, I don't understand why she even a- I mentioned that, um, even though, unless she, no, because I would think that she still wanted to be your friend, so she's going to get you prepared for it or whatever, but then the fact that she walked away from the friendship, um, that wasn't the reason she said, said it. But, it's in the past, yeah. leave it in the past, yeah. and you move on with your life.
1: Yeah. Amen? Okay. Amen, yes, I, you know, what you're saying about the wedding, even if you weren't in the wedding, Mm -hmm. um, if she knew something about your husband, first of all, why is he telling her things? Why does she know things about your husband? But if you knew something before the wedding, that would have been the time to let her know, you know, about your husband or about your fiance. You might want to look into this, not after the divorce, after the divorce, Mm -hmm. right? There's no benefit in that. And if anything, it's just, digging the wound deeper yeah. and um, regarding the hurt, um, thank God he heals the brokenhearted mm-hmm. and he bind up our wounds. And that's something that uh, God will do. He will heal your heart yes. and make you stronger. Yes, you said stronger. You even ask God to forgive you, ask her to forgive you mm-hmm. if you've done anything. So you've done your part, you've done your part. And unfortunately um, I would think was she really a true friend in the beginning Yes, because she's telling you this after the fact and then she's telling you, you know, then she's just leaving your life like that. And that is very strange, but thank God we can go to him. We can trust in him and he will take care of you. And we just pray that you continue to be strong in God. You know, you just continue to confess the word over your life and he will continue to strengthen you during this time.
0: Amen. Praise God. So you're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. God is faithful. So, um, Latanya, let's just uh, tell us a little bit about your book.
1: Okay. The Making Season, that's the name of it. The Making Season, You Will Reap If You Faint Not. And the Lord gave me this. uh, I remember uh, he had me, uh, he was opening doors for me and I was doing speaking engagements and everything. And... And he said, you know, you've had a lot of tests, but I've given you testimonies. And what I want you to do is open up and share your life so you can be a blessing to someone else. And I'm like, God, no, nobody want to hear about my little raggedy life. Nobody want to. He says, no. He says, it will touch people's heart. So I said, I never wrote a book. Now, why do I tell God I never wrote a book? He knows everything. (laughs) But he said, you just write it. And he says, get it all out first. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about editing and all that. Just get it all out. And I said, well, where do I start? He said, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I started when I was a young girl. And he gave me all the names of the chapters. And then he told me what scriptures to put down. It was totally God. I just sat at my laptop, my computer, and I just started typing. And basically, I shared about how I became who I am today. And it started, thank God for my my parents, my mom especially because she's the one who raised us in church. And I remember one day, this was a long time ago because today I wouldn't even do this, but um, I would walk from my home, well from school to my grandmother's house because she was working, my parents was working. And I remember I walked there and it was getting kind of, it was okay, I was not scared or anything, but at night things change and shapes, the buildings look different, everything looked different. And I guess fear was setting in. And I remember uh, the Lord said, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. And I just kept walking. And he says, your angel's with you. And I looked back, and this is the first time I had any type of supernatural experience. And I saw this huge figure, couldn't make the face, but it was my angel. And he was back there. And I'm like, wow. So, I mean, we're talking about two miles. Mm -hmm. And so as I was getting closer to my home, I looked back and he said, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of, wow, God loves me. I have my angel. And then took me to college where, you know, I met my potential husband, didn't know at the time, but I remember he said, Tanya, you just a a victim of circumstances. And so they just remind me of my life, just so many things that happened. And I guess I was considered the underdog. Nobody wanted me on their team. She can't run. We don't want her. I'd be the last one on the bench. So like, does anybody want me? And so the Lord, he just continued to groom me. And once I got married, I remember I got my business degree and Mark had his business degree. And that's when we came here. We were so young (laughs) and, uh, the Lord Bishop was ministering, his pastor back then, he was ministering. He was talking about, you know, your roles and women at home. And I'm like, I ain't staying at home. I got a business degree just like my husband. And I heard the Lord says, no. I'm like, God. And then Mark came. He says, Tanya, he says, I think you need to stay home. Cause we were talking about having kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, 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 God, I, I get it. I get it. Now I'm starting to hear God clearly. And even though, I was hearing, God, there was stuff happening, you know, because mm-hmm. in life things just happen to yep. you. And I'm like, God, I don't understand why this, why is that? And, you know, the Lord said, you know, I can't use you like that. You cannot be crying over everything. Yep. And he says, the sensitivity that you had to the world, I'm going to make you sensitive to the things of God. Mm-hmm. And so I learned to toughen up mm-hmm. real fast. I learned to trust in the Lord. And I became a home mom, I, I realized that god was using that period in my life to groom me mm-hmm. because people would call me "Tony, could you pray for me "Tony, could you pray about this and like, why people keep calling me telling me to pray for them not knowing god was using me yeah. in that area to help them and then i started studying the bible learning the books of the bible and learning the books learning the names of god and that was my training ground yes. while i was still raising my children so it had got to the place where it's okay lord okay we can do this and as i got Uh, older older and my kids you know grew up whatever then the lord said the name of your book is the making season you shall reap if you faint not and that's what you're going to tell the people and you let them know the the title of the book is making season because we all go through seasons Mm -hmm. just like winter spring summer fall but there's also seasons in our spiritual life this is what i want you to do is to help the people. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll help things. He so you just share your life. And there was different things that happened, different stages in my life that happened, uh, even with my daughter and, you know, getting married too young, having a baby and all of that. It was just like, I'm not ready for this. But God, he continues he you even put that in there. You even put that in there. You love them because what we, I realized what we do, we love our children. Mm-hmm. We can Tell our children, you know, what we think is best for them, but we can't live their lives. Right. And so I just had to allow to let them go because I was such a mama's bear, you know, especially being a home mom. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, Father, I'm going to just trust in you with everything. So basically, uh, he told me from the making season, he says, I want you to start a company. I wasn't a minister yet, so I couldn't, you know, the making season ministries or whatever thing. So he just said, no, you start a company. And basically, the purpose of the making season is you want, as you go through those seasons, you want your life to be stronger and more wiser in Mm -hmm. God. And that's why it's called making, because you're all going through a time. And so that's what I did. So I started the making season. The purpose of the making season, basically, is to inspire, touch, and heal wounded hearts. And it's really something, because I'm kind of doing that online. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord told me, I want you to use social media as a ministry tool. And normally, you know, sometimes I put pictures, you know, whatever, with my children. But mostly I am encouraging them, giving right. them a scripture because everybody's going through everything. Right. And and now that I'm on staff and now I'm doing church online, it's just precious to me because that's what God was using. So it's just like it's like a full circle yeah. of things. So I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful. And I'm not supposed to be doing another book, but I'm so busy
0: right now. I do I, know. Time. I know. You
1: know. But that's it in a nutshell. And I, I'm just grateful for just obeying God. And yeah. out of everything, it's like you just do what God tells you to do. So if anybody's out there and God told you to do something, just do it. Just I didn't ne- it. I never
0: trust God and do it.
1: That's it. I never wrote a book, but God helped me and I got it done. Yeah. And I'm I'm stronger and wiser because mm-hmm. of my obedience to Him.
0: Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Praise God. Preparation is not lost time. That's
1: right. That's right. And And I, you know, yeah, yeah, at home. And I'm like, oh, but no, that was when God was preparing. You know, so if you're a home mom, that's very important to God. Because that God said, that's your priority right Right. now. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Turn off your story so you can hear from God. That's it. That's it.
1: That's
0: it. Um, Because God is speaking to you and he's trying to get you prepared to do what he wants you Mm -hmm. to do to complete mm-hmm. your purpose That's that he has right. given for you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just have to be open to that. And then we're all supposed to um, be in and making seasons. Mm-hmm. We're supposed, God's making us better and Always. better and better. All the time. And um, so if we, if we accept that, that making season and allow God to do what he wants to do in our lives, we'll be better and, and better prepared to help somebody else. That's right. To help them get through their seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, You know god he he never does anything to harm us he only does things to help us because he loves us so much and it's just like we love our children Mm -hmm. and we love our grandchildren Mm -hmm. uh we're not going to do anything to hurt them that's right and that we're just not even if we get mad at them we don't do anything to hurt them Mm -hmm. so and god god is the one that gave us that love for our kids and he loves us so much more than we can even perceive yes and um so he's one he wants to do whatever he needs to do in our lives but he's not a, he's not going to force himself on us mm-hmm. we have to be ready to do and to allow him to do what he wants to do we have to totally submit our lives to him mm-hmm. and allow him to uh, make us into the person he wants us to be
1: amen yes yes
0: so that you know very uh, important that we we follow god's leading er- in everything
1: that's
0: right, and that we make 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 the choice, or be responsible to follow through with the choice that we've already made, mm-hmm. which is to give our life to, to Jesus. That's so true. And that there's a responsibility that ha- that comes along with that choice, mm-hmm. and so many times you see, you know, you want people just get fire insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, they just get get saved so they don't have they don't go to hell, but they don't follow through with what they need to do. As far as um, being a person of love, which is very important. Yes. Being, just being a person of love, when God tells us in Ephesians to, to be more like him, he's love. God is love. Yes. He wants us to be a person of love, and then uh, he wants us to be a person of faith. Amen. Because nothing can, we can, we can obtain nothing in life without faith and love.
1: That's so true.
0: So we, uh, and that's what he wants us to be. Mm-hmm. Not because he wants, you know, you to let people walk he, mm-hmm. walk all over you. That's not what love is. That's right. Uh, love is that offering a hand that even if you do try to walk all over me, I'm going to love it out of you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that you'll feel ashamed and to the place where you say, well, um, how is how can you do this? Mm-hmm. And you can lead that person to, to God also. Um, but love is not, not, love is not going to make you a rock. <laughs> That's
1: right. And and it's so true. You talk about the love. That's what the love, the, the Lord told me that I'm going to perfect my love walk. Yes. Because it's easy to love people that love you. Yes. But it's the unloving that you have to continue. He says all those people that hurt you, all those people who said things about you, you know, that wasn't true. is that you love them. Yeah. And don't say anything. You know, you, know, you may think things, He said, but don't speak it out. Right. You just continue. Because people think she's so she's always so sweet and always so nice but the lord said people look at love like it's weakness he said but it's really strength strength. because i'm love and that is so important you know that we do walk in love
0: yeah love never fails right you know because sometimes you you have to uh you have to tell people the truth Mm -hmm. in order to walk in love that's right and the truth is not always what Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. excited to hear yes so it's not you know, you're not being not, no God is not saying for you to just be a rug yep. for people to walk on.
1: Wimpy, yeah.
0: No. That's what people think, that's but you know That's what they think, but. Mm-mm. You know if they follow most of us around all, <laughs> for one day they would find out that that's not That's <laughs> right. Cuz there right. are sometimes when we say things that, that need to be said, mm-hmm. that God tells us to say, it. but then there's sometimes we say things that need to be said mm-hmm. and we weren't told to say it. So we have right. to repent to God for that. Mm-hmm. But uh But then there are other times that, you know, God tells us what to say. Mm -hmm. You know, there's times when God won't let me actually talk to people until he says now.
1: That's so true. And
0: um, Mm -hmm. because there are some times when I am about to go off at a person Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's like God says, hush. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just hush.
1: Just not close now. Your mouth.
0: <laughs> now is not the time. <laughs> so I take a little time with him and then I'm ready to deal with it. Yeah. And that's yeah. love too. Yeah. That's love. Love yeah. is strength. That's yes, so true.
1: Because yeah. I am holding my tongue. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in love because if I open my mouth, that won't
0: be love. <laughs> right. Don't, be, don't think that because I'm not saying anything that I don't have something to say. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes me not saying anything is an act of strength. Yes. Yes, because most people can answer to anything that you throw at them, mm-hmm. but where, where God is concerned, you're not supposed to answer to anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm not to throw my. You know, if you're not ready to hear me, God is not going to tell me that now's right. the time to talk. That's right. If they won't receive it anymore. Right, mm-hmm. and we, even with our children, when they get oh. to be grown, you know, we have to. Even when they are teenagers. Mm-hmm you have to listen to God because God will say, they're not even listening to you at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, especially if, you know, parents that don't have relationships with their kids, it's mm-hmm. very difficult. Yeah. Because if you don't have a relationship, there's no standard for you to really to really teach them anything. That's right. Uh, so you have to take the time and, have, and build that relationship with your kid mm-hmm. or with your children so that when you do open your mouth, they listen.
1: That's so
0: true. When you do have something to say, it's like E.F. Hutton mm-hmm. is about to say something. Mm-hmm. And that they realize that they're about to get a bunch of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then you still have to know, just because you see them, them look or listening to you don't mean that you have to just go and just go out with everything. You have to be able to draw back to listen to God when he says, okay, you, that's enough. You said enough. I'll take it from here. Yeah,
1: that's so true.
0: Because he will.
1: Yeah, he will.
0: He will. He will take what you have said, and he will begin to work with that child with what you have said, and talk to that child about what you have said. Mm-hmm. And it not only makes uh, saves your child from a lot of mistakes and whatever, it also builds even builds your relationship even more. Yes. So that that. Um, You can have more conversations about that. And Mm -hmm. then when they get to be grown.
1: I was about to say that. When they grow, they'll be like, thank you, Mom. Yeah, they'll say,
0: wow, wow. Wow. I've experienced this. They'll tell you exactly what they were thinking when you said it. Mm -hmm. But they were so glad they listened to you. Yes.
1: Yes. I get that a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. wow, Mom. I remember, especially my daughter who's a mom, oh, Mom, you know, it was two of us and you know, I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I just remember some things. And it's like, I'm sounding like you. I'll be saying. I'm like, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> It comes around full yep. circle, you know. Those words we say, you know, we may not know that it's affecting them, but yeah. it's getting in their spirit. Right. You got to mm-hmm. bring that up, you know. Remember what your parents said. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or they'll hear your voice. Yes. I was doing something, and I heard you say yeah. such and such. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> But it was on the inside it's of it. It was on the inside, yeah. And so they were able to hear it mm-hmm. when they needed it. Yeah, God's so faithful. Now, the other side of that is when they get grown, mm-hmm. we have to remember we cannot talk to them the same way that we talked to them when they were children. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, one of the things that I learned as a parent is that if they don't ask you for information, ain't no sense you giving it to them, mm-hmm. especially as teenagers. Yeah. You know, if you want to offer them, some information, like I told my kids, you know, uh, uh, when they were smaller, uh, I I, I um, explained to them what uh, peers meant, mm. and um, and I was able to I can pretty much look back on their lives and pretty much say that they did not um, they didn't have a problem with peers pressure mm-hmm. because they understood what peer what peer pressure was mm-hmm. and that. You know, if they were going to be pressured by anybody, it was going to be me and their daddy. (laughs) Or if they were out of there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you have to talk to your children about that. You can't wait till they get in a peer pressure situation and then all of a sudden you're going to talk to them about it. Right. Uh, You have to talk to them in in advance when they're not under that so that when it comes, they immediately are able to locate what's coming. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are, they can always have a decision made. Oh nope! I'm not falling into that trap. Mm-hmm. My mom and my dad told me about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to you have to prepare them for things, Yes. Mm-hmm. and not just wait till it happens to them. Mm-hmm. Now, if it doesn't happen, and you prepare them for something that never happens, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But this is my 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 thinking. Why would you want your child to be tra- tra- uh, traumatized? Right. Because yeah, if they get that. into a situation and they get traumatized, mm-hmm. it's a whole lot more you got to do mm-hmm. to walk them through that.
1: That's so true. That is so true. And even when, you know, I would just remember a season, especially my son, mm-hmm. people used to always talk to him, you know, and he'll come home. You know, so-and-so said, I'm like, is so-and-so your mama? Is mm-hmm. so-and-so your daddy? You going to do what they say? If they say jump off the cliff, you going to jump off the cliff? It's like, no. I said, you know the standards you know what how we raise you you know Mm -hmm. what's right you have to operate that way and i'm telling you he and my daughter they both called me they said mom thank you Mm -hmm. thank you because he looks at his peers now because when he was younger they seemed like they were the cool guys and he's the square one and oh i'm going to church and you know but now it's like look at you my i'm I'm just so proud of him Mm -hmm. you know it's like you know what you've accomplished a lot in the natural I said but the, you know who he just got a, a promotion he, he works for another company he's like a vice president now for a, a bank and uh somebody said how did you jump from being a sales director to a vice president and he said i got a praying mama and a praying daddy mm-hmm. i said you have a relationship with god too yeah and i said that foundation yeah. but when you were younger you know you felt like oh you know they are the cool kids it's like where are the cool kids at now yeah mm-hmm. so it's like you know what what we plant in our children is mm-hmm. so important in raising them the right way and sometimes it looks like and just for those who have parents sometimes it looks like they're not paying attention to mm-hmm. you they're not listening to you you're planting that seed yes. and when they get older you know they'll remember god will show them that so that is a yep. blessing
0: and that then And I feel, I I sense this in my spirit. One of the things that I used to have to tell my kids was that I can be your mom and your friend, Mm -hmm. but if you make me choose, I'm just going to be your mom. That's it. So, you know, don't feel like you have to be their friend at the risk of not being their mother. Mm -hmm. Your responsibility is to be their mother Mm -hmm. or their father. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that's your number one responsibility.
1: That's right.
0: What they do and how they relate to you is what going to determine whether or not you can actually be their friend too. Mm-hmm. We all like to be our kids' friend, yeah. But it may be, not be the time to be their friend. It mm-hmm. might just be the time to be their parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you you cannot be afraid of that, you know. And uh, and uh, the, the other thing I, I I went on a little rant <laughs> when you talked about <laughs> about. Um, uh, who is your mom? I would mm-hmm. say. Are they feeding you? Oh, come Where's the last outfit they bought you? What I mean, you know, I'm just like.
1: Yeah. Don't be telling me what your friends don't say. Be tell, yeah. I don't
0: want I don't care what they had to say. <laughs> <laughs> you better know what I said. That's right. <laughs> You live under my roof, that's yeah. right. Yeah. As long as you live here, this is what you're going to have to do. Follow the rules. And, uh, and even if you live here after 18, you're mm-hmm. still going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. You may not have to do as much, but you're going to have to make you know, abide by some rules. That's right.
1: Stay tuned for part two of this episode of Woman to Woman.
2: What every Christian parent should know. Growing children up in the 21st century can be a daunting task. For Christian parents, however, it can and should be a joy to raise children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Ephesians 6.4 God has given us an instruction manual for living, His Holy Word which includes instructions on how to raise godly children. In this book, Pastor Deborah L. Butler shares what she believes every Christian parent should know in order to raise their children in a way that's pleasing to God and that will prepare them for a future in Christ that knows no limits. Order your copy today in ebook and paperback at estore.keithbutler.org.